Houston-ish. This is Houston-ish. This is Houston-ish. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Houston-ish. I'm Grace. Natty Fresh. Loose. And here with us is our good friend Justin. Everybody say hi. What's Hello. up, Justin? <laughs> Hello, Justin. <laughs> you guys, um, Justin. Justin is going to be our featured guest today. But before we get into all of that, there's a couple of things that we want to talk about. The first thing that I want to mention is um, obviously the big news that's been the story this week is suicide. Um, this week we saw two big people in the media uh, commit suicide. You know, and I guess without having to go so far into it, we just kind of want to talk about the resources that are available to you. And the one thing that I can't stress enough is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can dial 1-800-273-8255. If it's for yourself, if it's somebody you know, just remember that you are never alone. Even if that is the only number that you have to call, please call them. You know, don't ever think that nobody here in this world is going is not going to miss you because there will be somebody. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that up. Um, actually, this week I was watching something and I wanted just to bring it up to you guys. It's a song called Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas. It's an old classic rock song. Yeah, so the reason I wanted to bring it up is if you listen to the lyrics, it's just, it's a really beautiful song. So this one goes out to everybody that has ever contemplated suicide. Anybody you know that has committed suicide, play that song once for them. What I would like to add is um, being somebody who has suffered from um, depression and anxiety for a really long time. I think what I would like to have people focus on is what I would have listeners do if you're a person, reach out to your friends, make sure your friends are okay. Like always check in on your friends because they don't have the strength when they're in that, you know, dark place to ask for help, but you got to be that kind of light for them. So what I would recommend to all the listeners is, is make sure that you're checking in on the people that you care about most. Um, make your presence known, even if it kind of annoys them sometimes. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, now we can get on with the rest of the show. Um, Natalie, what do you want to tell, talk to us about? I figured today, since we were going to be interviewing an actor, I wanted to bring up some of the places that we have here in town, like, I guess, little local theaters. There's a place called The Match. It's the Midtown Arts Theater Center of Houston, I think it is. And um, it's down there in Midtown. They actually have this really big, um, you probably passed by it before, it's a big building like a $25 million giant facility that they have right there. So it's this is one of the, I guess, bigger ones. Because um, in that little area, there's several theaters. It's like this little theater district that we have here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also the Ensemble Theater is right there. And they do everything in-house. And then there's the Midtown Arts Center down the street from HCC. And so they do a bunch of stuff there too. Um, and then the other place uh, I want to talk about, Aurora Picture Show. So like... This place originally started in the Heights on Aurora Street. It was an old um, church building, and it was—it's like the only old wooden church that still sits there in uh, in the Heights. But anyway, at that place, they had started this whole. Um, like a production and they would do theater and stuff like that there. And then they ended up moving away and they're out there at Rice and Kirby, like in that area. But that place, the old church building still stands and there's somebody who took it over and now they host movies and shows and it's called 14 Pews now. And like that place is, it literally has 14 Pews in it still. And that's where you sit. I don't know. It's just got this really cool little charm to it. You know, you're in the Heights and you're in this old church and you're sitting on a on a pew. To it. <laughs> yeah, and then you're watching these shows or this this cool movie. And I just want to mention this weekend they're actually having a movie screening. It's called Love and Bananas. It's love a- and bananas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bananas are high in potassium, and so is love. Love, love and potassium. 
<laughs> okay, um, but I would I would recommend going to see some show over there at that place. Um, it's pretty cool. It just gives you like a really good vibe, and yeah, you know I'm all about the good vibes. And but maybe before you go to check out a play this weekend, I went to um, this place called the Snooze Eatery or Snooze AM. It's on West something or other in the Heights. Justin, have you ever been there? Have you heard of it? Yeah, I think it's off of Shepherd, isn't it? Shepherd, yeah. yes. I, I saw it passing by on my way to work the other day, and I was like, let me let me give it a shot. Um, it was it was pretty chill. I loved the decor, the whole like 40s, 50s vibe of it. That, that was really, really cool. Probably like a couple of decades off. But the retro <laughs> vibe of it was really, really cool. Parking was a pain. That was horrible. You said it's on Shepard, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything that I usually it was It was, the, the parking was just a mess because the, the lot itself, it's shared with other, other, I guess, shops in that area, which I didn't realize. And I got there like at 8 a.m. So if anybody wants to try it out, know that no matter what time you get there, you're there's probably going to have, gonna there's be. always going to be an issue with parking. <laughs> but the food is really, really, really good. So, so definitely recommend uh, Snooze on, the, I I'm just going to say In the Heights. I'm going to say In the Heights. Yeah, I just find things. It. A lot of people go out there and it's like a popular brunch spot. Yeah. So like people will go out like 11 a.m., 12 in the afternoon. They'll still go out and get something. So that's cool. You Me. think you'll go again? No. No. <laughs> the owner of uh, the practice that I work for, they uh, she always like raves about it. So yeah. uh, the only way I've actually tried it is because she brought yeah. stuff. I've never actually been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, well, at least you've tried some of the food, right? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say no like a negative because it was horrible, but probably just because... I mean, I go to, I usually I go to a place once, like, I hit it and quit it, and I just don't come oh, back. Oh, you just like to try it. <laughs> I hit it and quit it, and I'm gone. The girl knows what she likes. I, I know what I want. I had it. Been there, done that. Don't even do it again. Thank you. I'm good. I live my life. I'm like, moving on. Next chapter. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we, we talk about a lot of these things, and one of the things that I want to talk about is entertainment. Now... I want to talk to you guys about Voodoo Fest. You guys, have you ever heard of Voodoo Fest? No? Mm -hmm. Justin, that's a no? No, no. All right. So Voodoo Fest is actually a a music festival that is out of New Orleans. Yes, I know it's not Houston, but we do have some listeners that probably like to travel, and NOLA's not very far from here. Anyway, the lineup was just released, and guys, it's a good one. Um, Headliners are going to be Mumford & Sons, Childish Gambino. Hey. Arctic mon- monkeys. Um, Arctic up- monkeys. Yes. Arctic. 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 Do, do I have to like Arctic C eight? Okay. Arctic. Arctic. Um, a perfect circle. Modest mouse. More like a perfect square. Uh, ah. Marilyn Manson. Uh, Janelle Monae. Third Eye Blind. So AWOL Nation. Ty Dolla Sign. Those are just some of the ones that are going to be out there. It is the weekend just before Halloween, so October twenty sixth through the twenty eighth, um, and it's three days. And I think it works very similar to ACL. Oh, yeah. Um, Childish Gambino's going to be at ACL, too. Stop bragging. Ah, because I'm going to be there. That's what I'm saying now. <laughs> I won tickets on the radio last week. Hey. I know. I was so excited. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, yeah I'll be out cool. there at ACL, um, you know, with my wristbands and doing God knows oh, what. Oh, it's not regular tickets. They're like wristbands. <laughs> oh, yeah. VIP, girl. VIP. <laughs> I'm going to go to Party Point and get me some wristbands. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, okay. Let me bring it back um because that's acl let me bring it back to houston um grace i was gonna like you and i were talking about a mural you know one of the things that i love to talk about is just anybody that's doing something good for the city of houston so today or this week's episode i want to shout out to at gonzo 247 he's a local artist um who got commissioned to create the rebirth of our nation it's a whole mural painting um it stretches out in Edo. And the original artist is Leo Tanguma, 
who um, created this. And so what Gonzo did is he did it on, again on a whole mural. How, how like why do you think that is? I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty big, right? If I were um, to lay across on the cement, I'm going to say about fifty of me. Forty. 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 Okay, we'll stick 40. with that number then. Stick with forty. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, guys, go check out at Gonzo two forty seven. You can follow him on Instagram. I know he has a Facebook page as well, and you can see some of the pictures of the work that he did for the mural. And Gonzo, if you're listening, I would love to pick your brain about that because that's a yes. to me that's a huge like to take that on and, and agree to take it on that's that's a huge huge deal because that mural represents that east end area so much but that mural um that mural really it, it, i think of it and i think of my childhood i think of being in the car and just staring at it and it's one of the murals that got me interested in art so it's a big cool. deal it's a big hey deal. gonzo 247 if you are listening we'd love to interview you so email yeah. us at houstonish podcast at gmail.com or follow us at houstonish on okay Instagram. calm down calm down promo girl that was like hey, perfect i loved hey, it i loved it promoting. i loved it i loved shameless it. promoting here shameless plug. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so guys you have definitely heard this extra voice i'm gonna talk to you a little bit about justin i met justin what what would it be now Wait, how many years? How many years do you think it's been? 12, 14. Um, how long has it been since we graduated? 13? Yeah, just about. 13. So I, had another, job, add another I graduated four. last weekend with everybody else. So. <laughs> so add another four. So I've probably known Justin at least 15 years at this point. Um, Justin was probably one of my first friends at, uh, at law enforcement where we went, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. But um, yeah, um, he's a really great guy. Has always been really funny, um, it, it, you know, especially even in high school. Debatable. <laughs> and now Justin is trying his hand at what now? Uh, acting. Acting. Very cool. He's now a local nice. art actor here in Houston. Um, so we're here to ask him a few things. Thank you for joining us, Justin. My pleasure. Thank you for Thank having you me. Thank you for being here. Yeah. I'm excited. Cool. So I'm excited to hear a man's voice in my ear. <laughs> Well, I'll do what I can. I know, right? Something other than the chicks. <laughs> yeah, it's like we always we always hear our voices. Not that our, our voices aren't lovely. Of, of course. But, you, know, you know. It's like a melody. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while I want to hear like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, a little bit of, um, what is it, tenor? I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. Bar- uh, baritone. baritone. Bar- oh, there you go. Baritone. <laughs> All right. So, Justin, um, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're from Houston, right? That is correct. Cool. Born and raised. Awesome. Born and raised. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Northside. It was good. We moved a lot, but we always stayed within that little North Hub area. And my dad, you know, he always worked. He was a plumber, so he was chained in the unions. And mm. he always did you know, moving in the same area, but it just stayed in the North Side the whole time. And it's kind of funny. Uh, the apartment complex that I live in now, I lived in when I was younger. When mm. I was a little kid. But was, we, were, we weren't there for very long. And it just kind of come full circle. Were you one of those kids in, in classes that you would write Northside on stuff, the N-A-W-F? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't as cool as I, I thought I could. You rebel. But yeah, you no, rebel. Yeah, uh, and we were running around playing the streets when we were younger and just acting like we were gangster. <laughs> we just played gangster badminton. Gangster mode, gangster mode. <laughs> We'd just be playing like Frisbee in the streets. I'm yeah. so gangster with my Frisbee. I'm so gangster with my Frisbee. He's a, he's a badminton. He's yeah. a badminton. Yeah, badminton and Frisbee. Like, it was, it was, none, it was me and Carlos and Micah and Megan. Hey, I think Batman is a little bit more gangster than Frisbee. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll take... I would rather take that over the Frisbee. So, since you've been in the North Side and you're still in the North Side, what is your favorite thing in the North Side or about it? Uh, besides the fact that 
uh, we can they look you know not that it matters because me and my wife are you know haven't bought a house or anything like that but property taxes are still pretty low in the area mm. and so even though they're trying to gentrify everything it uh, mm-hmm. it still it still kind of stays like me, me uh, my wife always say I, I like I love living in the hood because you know <laughs> it's just it feels like home in a way like we you know oh look there goes that crackhead you know and you know but it's like he's our crackhead well you and, know like you know <laughs> thinking. If, 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 you know, you, you talked about the gentrification, right? Where they're going to just start to have people changing the whole area and whatnot. Mm. So for me, when they started bringing in the Metro line towards where I was living before in the East End, I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then people started referring it as Edo, which I hate, mm. right? What would be like a nickname that you think that they would give to the North side that you'd be like, come on guys. Uh, like really? It would just all depend on the tone and inflection. Hey, let's, I'll see you in the North. Like, uh, like <laughs> what if they called it the North Pole? The North Pole. No, God. Take me to the North Pole. <laughs> so I saw this. I saw this meme on Facebook that said uh, Houston is an hour away from Houston. Nice. Um, so North Side, like, well, this North Side anyway, probably is not like North Pole. I would think you probably could still go like even further. <laughs> yeah, Houston's so big. It's like, exactly. I would call it maybe the Naughty Naught. Naughty Naughty Pole. The Naughty. The naughty. Oh, you yeah. going to the naughty? Yeah, that actually, that might work. I like it. Yeah, it's better than Edo. Well, we also have the dirty nickel. What is that? Fifth Ward. That sounds like Fifth a sexual person. position. Seriously? <laughs> Didn't do you know about the H? It's just, it's just. I know about the H. I know Denver Harbor. I know about the nickel, but I never heard the dirty nickel. Yeah, I never heard of it called the dirty nickel. That's what. Oh yeah, it's the dirty nickel. I know nothing about the area, but yeah. And that's where, um, that's where Drake likes to throw his parties when he comes to Houston. He has that Houston weekend. Oh well, of course, when he throws his parties there. Oh, Drake, you and your dirty ways. Drake, you, if you're listening. You scamp you. Uh, Drake, if you're listening, it's me, Luth, your girlfriend from Houston, just FYI. Moving on. I thought you said he was dirty, though. I, I never said I didn't like dirty, Drake. Touche. Why are you judging? Touche. Why are you judging, girl? Okay. So, living my best life. All right, Justin, we're not just here to banter with you. Tell us about what you're doing now. Tell us about your play. I want to know. Okay, uh, the, t- the title play is called Wrath of a Broken Man, uh, written by Dolores Atkins. Uh, she started off with intention for it to become a movie, but then she just, she is more of a playwright. So mm-hmm. she just, I think she was attempting it uh, about maybe two years ago, if my memory serves. Uh, before I knew her, she just kind of like shared the story with us about it. And so it just kind of morphed, and she said, all right, let me start and do this as a play and see if it works out. She lost funding for what she was working on, so she had to cancel the project. And then finally, she started her own production company, As One Atkins Productions. She's great. She had to teach his kids uh, oh, that's awesome. with acting and everything like that, just all kinds of stuff. She's, a, she's an amazing woman. And so she was able to finance and get it back, and she was like, all right, I'm going to start casting. And here we are. Heck yeah, know? good for her. Yeah, she was, uh, this, is her, this, is her, this is her baby. You know, mm. she wrote it. She's directing in it. She's in it. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, she, she's taking it all, on all fronts. Is she and, okay? Is she breathing? Yeah. Because yeah. that sounds like the most stressful experience to write, direct. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, she's, she's taking on a lot. And we, you know, every rehearsal, we get better, we get stronger. Yeah, you know, but it's like, ah, you know, yeah, and here we are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, next week, next week, next weekend. Ooh, Friday, exciting. Saturday, Sunday. So where can we go check you out? 
Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Justin.GarciaBrunetta. I have native my last name, so it's a bit of a mouthful. My agent keeps telling me we got to change it, but I'm trying to stick with it for right now. <laughs> what do agents know? Uh, my my, uh, my uh, acting agent. She... Let's not listen to them. <laughs> Wait, you have an acting agent? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a member of Pastorini Bosby Talent Agencies. Ooh. Very cool. Oh. I know someone who has an agent. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, That's actually a pretty uh, interesting story because this started off you know, this is me being one want to be an actor is a long time coming. As since as far as long as I can remember, I've been driving my mom nuts with obnoxious character and voices like "Hey, mommy," you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> when I was little, and just these create creative characters. Anyway, long story short, and so the my wife surprised me with acting classes with Deke Anderson, who's an amazing coach, uh, about a year ago, and then starting this year because I had to take a break and then I got back into it around December of 2017. I think anyway, and he said he sent me an email. He goes, "I need you to sit down, and get excited." And I'm like, "What's going on?" He goes, "I submitted a video of you from class because you know we film mm-hmm. our work, um, what we're working on." He goes, "I submitted a video of you to Katie, who's his agent at PB, and they want to they want to have an interview with you." And you know, I was like, "Oh, cool!" And as soon as I hit send, play cool, play cool, play cool, play cool. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's what the, you know, that's tight. Whatever. No, no, no I, I absolutely squeal. Can you tell our age? He just said that's tight. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm 31, full disclosure. Okay, I'm getting up there. You're supposed okay. to say lit, Justin. <laughs> Liddy, Liddy. Oh, yeah, yeah Liddy. Okay, I didn't know he added the the E to the end of it. Is that a new thing? Yeah. That's actually how I've been b- helping promote the play. It's like, we're going to be Liddy. Am I too old to say that? So that's, wow. like, that's, that's how I feel. I don't think, you sound, say I don't think you sound too old to say that. I think you sound too old when you ask, am I too am old I to too say old? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do a lot Guys, of... everybody judge me real quick. Do I look too old to say that? <laughs> Let me check on my device right away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> show you the door. Yeah, I, I age myself a lot. I do it as self-deprecating humor, but that's my style. <laughs> anyway. Awesome. So, yeah, it, it you know, it, it happened, and I got in, and it was a complete surprise. And they're one of the biggest agencies in the business. Uh, wow. They have uh, they had uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's how he started. Mm. And stuff like that. So, so cool. It was like, oh, God. It was crazy. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's a huge, huge deal. Thank you. Yeah. To go from, from you know, setting that goal for yourself and making it happen. That's that's something that I think a lot of people, probably like 99.999% of people don't really get to do. So to be in that slim you know, I guess population of people that reach their goals. I got to say, like, seriously, you know, what really changed and what started happening even before the agency thing took off was I just decided to stop just thinking about it. Mm. That's all it was. Just do it. I went, you know, got a hip haircut, which that went away. I see that cut. I see that haircut. I I told my barber anyway, and then I took my headshots. Because I was like, I'm tired of not of just thinking about, oh, yeah, one day and then being yeah. in class. and Oh, that's a great headshot, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Debatable. You're always your own worst critic. So you're, I'm looking at it like, oh, gross. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> they say, um, or I heard somewhere, I read, I'm sure I read in a meme somewhere. Um, <laughs> I read in a meme. Oh God! That's gonna, that's gonna, like fifty years from now, the memes of old time. That's the writer in our in our group. She just said, "I read in a meme this morning." It's they they're, they're, they contain little uh, foibles of wisdom. Yeah, condensed down. Yes. We're gonna start okay. referencing memes now. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Success is a balance of courage and confidence. Hmm. End. <laughs> End quote. End quote. And I, I like and meme. I like and scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. And <God>. scene. 
that was very professional. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like that because it, it to me it's kind of the same thing like how you're saying you just kind of go ahead and just do it. Just stop thinking about it. Just have that courage to just. Mm, I'm just. Nike gonna, was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nike had something there. Yeah, he had something. So, you know, now that you're doing your, I don't know, getting your feet wet with acting and stuff, and is this your first major play? Yes, this is my first major play since uh, stuff in high school, which you know, that's high school. But what did you do in high school? I was trying to remember. Uh, ooh, that that's a touchy subject. (laughs) Uh. Let's not touch on that then. We can skip over high school. That's okay. Those are the four most awkward years of my life anyway. Yeah, that was, it, it was a time to learn. And it was, you know, I, cut, I started cutting my teeth at that point and starting to feel like, do I want this? And I will say that there was a moment when I was playing the lead and I snuck a peek out of the audience. Mm, you know, why'd you do that? that. Yeah, why did you do that? that? I, I had to. I had to why look. did you put yourself through that? And that torture? No, but that's the thing is, yes, the torture, but... I, you know, I looked at the glass and I, had, I was able to see that I actually truly captivated the audience because they're all just mm. sitting there watching. No one was, well, we're not at the time. They were people weren't really on their phones, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They yeah. were, they were focused, and I remember feeling like, yes, like, yes. Continued on the scene. Luckily, I didn't like <laughs> trip, <laughs> but it, it was that kind of sealed deal, and I knew that that was what I wanted to do. So I'm curious, like, uh, when you're thinking about wanting to become an actor, did it, the idea of ever going behind the stage, behind the scenes, ever coming to play? Did you ever think maybe one day I might want to be a writer or maybe one day I want to try to produce or, or uh, direct? Or is it like, no, acting's for me? Well, no, uh, definitely possibly the idea of being a writer, maybe. Because mm-hmm. uh, coming up with characters, uh, a good friend of mine, Grace, you, I don't know if you remember, Jose Lamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him, are, he's like my best friend, he's my brother. Uh, we made these characters up during high school and then continuing on after high school because we're still friends. And the idea of, you know, maybe like working on something like that together, like doing a web series once mm. I have a little bit of, you know, clout and that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that that could be an idea. Mm. But also, again, having a full time job. Right. You know, during the day, which I'm grateful for. I love it. And, you know, I have my, you know it's good. Uh, but so I can't pursue other than the, those little those one those gigs that I get that yeah. I'm doing on my own that I'm like, OK, I can go do this. Boss at six, I gotta go. It takes, it takes, I mean, I know when I was taking a playwriting class when I was at, at college, it was, it consumes you. Oh, yeah. It consumes your every waking breath because you can be in the shower and you're like, oh, this character. I mean, you're creating, it's like, yeah. it's like the, I would, I guess a metaphor that I could think of it is like having a ball of clay and molding it to these people. Yeah. And every little piece that you add, you're adding that background. Well, the reason why this, you know, character is so pissed off is because in 1945, you know, like you're, yeah. you're, you have to create these timelines for every single character and they have to make sure that the people that you're choosing to play these characters are staying true to the character. I mean, it's like such a, it's, it's I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine doing that well, like the direct like uh, Dolores she's, you know she's the writer but you know within we're collaborating all everyone's mm-hmm. like having their ideas of what they want to do about yeah. the, how they want to read the line and there's a at one point when you know you can tell she's receptible mm-hmm. to is that the word no anyway she's listening and saying okay yeah let's try that yeah but there's other times like no this is specifically what I wanted because right. it's so hard when you're doing stuff like that and you get more you know you know that's why you say you shouldn't have too many writers but, mm-hmm. you know you, know, you it, don't want too many kicks in the kitchen you don't, exactly I'll but. never forget when I'll never forget when I directed once and the kid was like oh I think I should wear this shirt in my eyes just <laughs> like looking right over him and I'm like how dare you <laughs> You how dare you? Like you know, because <laughs> everything, and that's why I ask. Because directing, you know, 
everything that person has that vision in their mind of how it should be. So the fact that she's open to yeah. to collaboration to me is huge. Like that's kind of rare to hear that. Yeah, no, I, for me it was too. But uh, in a, in a way, I was like, okay, well, any ideas that I might I had for uh, my character, whose his name is Bobby, Bobby, uh, Bobby. Uh, I would talk with her in private. Mm. You know, you don't, you know, you don't question right. the boss in front of the entire staff, mm. and the and the cast is the staff. That's a quick, that's a quick way to get recasted. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe in scene four, like maybe <laughs> what I should do is come in from the roof. Also, <laughs> yeah, and also it's it's kind of like a. Um, it's a narcissism thing. Definitely. You know, you know, it's like, hey, by the way, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love definitely. it. You know, but, <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> you know, and, and, she, and the thing is that a, a director, producer, writer, you know, whatever, might very well love the idea. But the, at the end of the day, they're in charge. Right. And if you're not giving them enough respect to not do that in front of everybody... Then you're, you're you're not acting professional, and you don't exactly. deserve to be in the, be, be in this business and have the privilege of doing it. Right. Because I'm pretty adaptable, and mm-hmm. I I tend to want to make things work. And if I if it unless you know they're telling me all right, just you're gonna bend over and get it real hard, you know, <laughs> then, then it's like, you know then you know just and, like, that, ah. and then they're like and that's barely the first scene. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna say, well, how much am I being paid again? Like, ah. but no, it, I ha- it have not had that happen as of yet. But I'm pretty sure it will just from the friends that I've made in this business and they, you know that I have more mm-hmm. experience than I do, and the stories I've heard. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know. So, you know, I wanted to talk about something that you mentioned just about a minute or so ago. um, How, you know, you have this day job, right? But you never let go of that dream of something that you wanted to do. So that's kind of how we are. You know, when I originally had this idea, I approached Natalie about it because I kept telling her, I just need a creative outlet, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So I I love, like, my friends that are, like, you know, like you, that just, that you kind of understand at that level, right? The creativity that you need to be able to express yourself in, in different formats, right? Yeah. Um, I love watching anything, like, theater-related I'm not going to lie and say that I think I would make an excellent actress by any means. <laughs> but, you know, everybody has their their niches or mm-hmm. whatever. So, And I actually wanted to reference um, something that you posted on uh, Instagram and Facebook. You had a question, <laughs> right? You want to you tell us about that? Uh, is that what you're talking about, what I posted today? Yes, that one. Yeah, that, that actually is uh, finding my market. I'm taking another acting course from a, a very talented man named Brian Thornton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the business for like 25 years. Him and Dick Anderson, I will forever be grateful for those two gentlemen. Uh, they're both coaches of mine. Anyway, he spoke and talked about finding your market. And I, although it still feels like, again, early in my career to do so, it's a matter of trying to find what it is you can believably portray. There's a spot for me, for my face, which is my product that I have to sell and self-promote. Which, yeah. I hate that part of it, but it's just part of the game. And I have to find out what I can be good at doing what people find me believable in. Now, does that necessarily mean that I always have to portray those things that people might see me as? No. But in order to pay the bills while I'm waiting to get that Oscar winning role. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I can be the the dorky sidekick, the comic Oh release. yeah, it's a, it, I think there's like a very thin line between being typecasted mm-hmm. and and having a niche, right? Or having like what yeah. people can, you, where you're marketable. The, where well, people yeah. are going to be like, oh, perfect for this role. Yeah. Because at the same time, being an actor, you want the director to say, you fill the spot for this character. Exactly. So you have to have... Yeah. It's like that thin line that must be tough because you don't want to be typecasted the rest of them. Yeah, in no, your life. No, I, yeah, I, God, no. I, it's always I've already made the joke with uh, Nancy, my wife, is like because 
the first play, and I'm sorry, the first movie, the first thing I've done professionally, I was just an angry man yelling at a hospital, oh. and that was pure accident that I came on as an uh, open extra, and the guy was like, "Hey, I'm gonna actually give you some lines." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and then. I booked a Jim Adler commercial, which I'm still waiting to come out, which I'm hey, excited about that. Yeah, the yeah. Texas Hammerys. Oh, it was amazing when I, when I got to Yeah, when the agent called me and said, hey, you're booked. I was like, again, I, I continue. And my voice is going to go out. I keep squealing every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I'm more like, I was joking with it. I'm more like casted to just this angry yelling man. Yeah. You know, but I'm just joking. But you just squealed like, yeah! Yeah, yeah, the exact opposite. I'm like, <laughs> so. That's you, awesome. Do you have like a favorite type of role that you like playing? I mean, something that I guess that, you know, you can get your outlet, you can kind of have fun doing it, maybe even take the character home a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, as Grace was so gracious <laughs> to say. Uh, I, I've know, heard every joke. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was, that, was, that was lame. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, I, I drift more towards comedy, and I like to make people laugh and being a ham and, you know, stupid little clever lines that I think, like, I think are so funny. And then it's like, <laughs> and I still love that <laughs> from the people. I'm like, Oh, I eat it up. But honestly, I, I also think that I would love to get some serious. I want to make people react and feel the way that I have. I will watch Tom Hanks, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Matthew McConaughey, some of the greatest actors, and in, you know uh, Halle Berry and Monsters Ball. She killed me. Uh, but to be able to successfully and realistically portray these emotions that are at the core of what we are as human beings, and if I can make another person feel that way with my acting or maybe make them feel like they weren't alone and something like that I would truly love that and then turn around and do a raunchy comedy you know like I, I, you know, I, it's there but I, I, I want I want to make something real as much as I possibly can so you know uh, Jim Carrey actually had that kind of start um, I know in his early in his early early days he had a very serious role and then was cast as um, Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and you could never, you can never see Jim Carrey the same again. But right. if you look back far enough, he's gotten roles where, um, you know, he was a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, I think he's probably more comfortable doing comedy now, right? He's actually a painter now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his, um, his artwork is amazing. If you guys haven't seen his artwork, you should definitely yeah. Google, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really amazing artist. He, he really is. I got lucky that my first uh, experience of watching a um, Jim Carrey movie was actually The Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I never even really... The idea of him being that Ace idiot Ventura, in Ace yeah. Ventura. Yeah. Like, I remember I tried watching it, and I was just, like, looking at the screen with a stank face, like, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to laugh. like Ace Ventura. I I hate that movie. I want to laugh like no. everyone else, but I can't stand oh, I it. it. I, I can't stand it. it. I like the mask. I mean, he's yeah. pretty. I mean, that's a pretty silly role too. I yeah. like the mask, but something about that when I couldn't watch it. That's just me. It's he very kind of, silly. It's it's extremely yeah. like he's a physical comedian, right? In, yeah. a, a, in a, a cartoon. And maybe that's what kind of ruined it for me because I had seen him on the Truman mm-hmm. the Truman Show. It's like, oh wow, this is so good. And I'm like, what happened? Did you guys ever see the Cable Man? The Cable, uh, yeah. the Cable Man, Cable Guy, where the he's cable. like. Okay. Cable, cable guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that one was the dark comedy. Borderline yeah. weird, but you know, I said I like. But yeah. see, I like dark comedies, so that I would prefer to watch than Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. That's just me. 
Um, no, I was just going to say um, we could talk about, I know we had asked to if you had any kind of quotes from movies that you, uh, or I guess memorable quotes mm-hmm. and things like that, if you wanted to uh, share. Uh, I, yeah, I was thinking about this uh, when we were, you know, we talked about that earlier, and it's it's kind of, there's a plethora of different movies. Uh, that line, that word itself, uh, plethora. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the movie Three Amigos? Yes. Okay. Hey, why would you think that I would like to say that I have a plethora without even knowing what a plethora is. I love it. You know? I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, I still hear a waffle. God. I love it. Like, and it, it but what's, what's too, it's funny too is because um, thanks, thanks to my wife and uh, my sister-in-law and my sister, uh, I've been, you know, surrounded by amazing women growing up, my mom and everything. They point out a lot of stuff that, you know, it's like, yeah, that's actually racist. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really sexist. And then, like, I, I go back, you know, Blazing Saddles. Mm. Uh, it's funny as heck, but it's so mm-hmm. bad. Like, it's, it's like, really, really, it's really, really bad. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's not PC, that's no, for sure. No, definitely not. It's not PC. But, it, you know, it's like, then I'm still like, but Mel Brooks. He, it's Mel Brooks. He's you, can't, so great. you can't mess with Mel Brooks. Yeah, 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 if you yeah, started to mess funny. with Mel Brooks, I'd be like, get out. Yeah. This isn't even my place, but get out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so the, all these quotes that are in my head, I'm like, yeah, but you got to make sure I do those in the correct company mm, um, yeah. but there's a like I said Philip Seymour Hoffman has been like one of the and he's he, he was amazing and came and begin with that everything that that guy has been able to achieve and the nuances of a single stare into the camera mm-hmm. you know but uh, one of my favorite one was from um, Almost Famous I don't know if you ever saw that one. I love that that's movie. A good one. Yeah. Uh, when he's talking with the young, the young main character, and it's like, yeah, man, that's just what it is. We're completely, totally uncool, and we will always be uncool. And you know, girls are always going to be a problem for guys like this. But that problem has created some of the best art in all the world. You know, and <laughs> end scene. Yeah, you know, and something like that. I didn't even get the line right. I'm pretty like sure, it. but like. <laughs> that's a cheesy thing. That's like one of those things that you, you know, someone posts up on Instagram with a picture of a horse, you know. Right. <laughs> but the delivery <laughs> is but the perfect. Deli- in his hands and in his capable, mm-hmm. you know, skill, it, it can. A make, good actor can make the exactly the, like dumbest, cheesiest line so sound cool. like ah, like that's just, yeah, you that's know, the best. Funny. And I, I know you bring up his serious roles, and I always think of him in Twister. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's face. Uh, the long-haired, uh, yeah, the, the long-haired sidekick. He, he was driving the bus. The the the, the little bus. Yeah, uh, was his name Rusty? Rusty. 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 You gotta see this. You gotta look Rusty. at it. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Boot. Yes, that Boot. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His greatest lines yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one, one one line deliveries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give that man an Oscar. Give so that an Oscar. is that is that who you would say you admire the most as an actor? Is there somebody that you look up to? Uh, currently, I think yeah, it's him. I, I've been thinking about who I look up to and it's sometimes, you know, especially unfortunately with the, not unfortunately, it's good that it happened, the outing of all these terrible things that men have done to women in this, in this industry. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you brought it up earlier about the unfortunate celebrity suicide that has mm-hmm. occurred, but you know, suicide is something that happens every day. When it happens to someone in the limelight, we are able, we are kind of reminded about it and then it brings it back up. So when these women would speak out about Harvey, you know, Weinstein and everything that went wrong about these male actors who they thought they were amazing, you know, mm-hmm. they were good, but they were trash and the, the truth of it, that happens to women every damn day. I've done, I've researched, I've tried to find to see if there had been anything. Before and, you're like, this yeah, guy's the legend. In, yeah, in right? Phillips, in Phillips yeah. history, I, I, nothing's come up. 
not even like in like the tabloids or stuff like that. Like I thought, you know, Louis C.K. Mm, that, that one kind of hurt me. Yeah, that one was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and then I think me. the the last project that I remember him working on was pretty controversial, right? Because it was about yeah, Mary, I, love you, I love you, Daddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. marrying off his daughter to someone mm-hmm. that was like ext- an older man, and yep. extremely older. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of like you know, don't meet your heroes thing. But then again, I don't care about oh oh man, Louis C.K. No, I can't laugh at him anymore. Who cares about that? What he did to those women was unbelievable and i feel like their life and their plight will never be the same because of that right. so no who cares about how i feel about losing my comedian hero you know mm-hmm. but because it's what he did was terrible what everything anybody that goes through something like that it's like awful so i, I don't mean to bring it down i apologize but like <laughs> no i think that that's something that that needs to be addressed that unfortunately like we were talking about earlier with with everything going on with um kate spade and then anthony bourdain it, it's it's terrible and things like that and people post all all the posts about oh you know this is just so sad and and for me and i'm, I'm sure for many people whenever you you truly experience that it's like all right guys but this is happening all the time like you just mentioned exactly, yeah. women being mistreated it happens all the time it's just every that day. every once in a while, somebody who's famous gets that attention and it wakes up the, I guess, the minds of those that really don't think about it often. So I can't get too mad at it because there's probably some people who couldn't care less about these things. Mm-hmm. So if they hear about the Me Too movement or if they hear about, you know, the need for better mental health um, I guess assistance for people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it, but then, like you said, I mean, it happens all the time. You know, these things that just go on, and you just it just becomes like I guess the norm, which yeah, I hate to say. Which, yeah, it, I hate to call it the norm. It, what's the saying is just because something has always been done doesn't mean that it needs to keep being done. Yeah, you know? definitely. And so, yes, it's um, good that you know the change has begun in the wind, right. and that things are trying to get better mm-hmm. with when, with everything but at the same time it's always like it feels like sometimes there's a step forward and there's like two steps back or 20 or 20 or 30 but or 40 but that doesn't mean 40 have, 40 is a lucky number yeah say. it doesn't mean though that we need you know in as an actor as you know person anything to keep trying to make those steps forward happen right so, so you know without bringing it down anymore uh-huh. um uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i know we had um you know, we had uh, we had asked if you had any any stories that you want to tell us about. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, like literally, the first project that I did was uh, it was called a movie. It was called Mary. Did you know? Uh, it's about a it's a biblical retelling of the birth of Christ. Which full disclosure, and I, I the director knew this too. I'm not religious, right? So I didn't even know that going on. I walked into the scene of it was like a hospital open extra scene. And That's then the, awesome. They're, 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 the directors tell me what they're trying to portray about how oh the hospital system is corrupt and they don't care about you. Blah blah blah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I can get, I get down with that. And then, but the part that she didn't tell me about it was because then Jesus comes and saves a guy. <laughs> right. I'm an atheist, and I'm here for the scene with Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, but like again, it's not like oh, I don't like I uh, cast aspersions or make fun of those people or whatever the case may be. Like no, please, that by all means, it's just not something that right. is part of my personal system. So I was like, oh no, I feel like a fraud. What am I doing here? Yeah. Which is which is kind of funny and ironic because you're here to play a role, right? Exactly, you're an actor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're an actor. Yeah, yeah. So. so it was just so, but I'm just. Okay, and let's do this. And so, right. <laughs> you know, first thing, never had never acted on a camera before, other than a little a couple YouTube things that me and my friends did. Uh, and then the director's like, "Okay, we're going to do this." And it is true, some a scene that will last two three minutes, mm-hmm. it'll take an hour and a half, two hours to do. Like we wow. did me, the uh, woman, her name is Rebecca. I can't remember her whole name right now, but. Uh, and like a gentleman who's actually in the play with me in Wrath of a Broken Man, he's playing the lead, Keith. I'm the second lead, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, Bobby. Uh, his name is Charles Vinnie Jr. 
it was just the three of us who would kind of interact. And we did it like 18, 19 times. Mm. And the scene takes less than a minute to play out in the movie. Wow. That's the best part of it, isn't it? Yeah. That's where all the fun is. <laughs> and then, Justin, I know you moonlight as a video vixen. You want to tell us oh, about that? God. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, for a low, low price. No, I... Um, <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there was a gentleman... Is it 900? Uh, but no, a, a guy, a friend of mine, uh, who said, hey, we need, hey, need a director. The director needs somebody to play a homicide detective for a music video. So I was like, okay, cool. And that came out. And yeah, I'm a video I'm a, a video vixen, uh, which was, but yeah, so it was, that was, a, that was an experience as well. And my mom was so like psyched about it. She's like, oh my God, I can see you. I can see you on the camera. You know? She's like, hey, can you make sure I get a copy of the tape? I'm like, mom, it's digital. Uh, I'll give you the YouTube link. Like, <laughs> It'll be we there all forever. have a copy of that tape. We all have access to yeah, that tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably never going to go away either. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's there forever. But that was an experience. That was a lot of fun. Uh, fake blood and everything. Just like pointing at the body. I, I, you, know, you know, you have these things for bucket lists. I could never, ever, ever imagine being an actor. That's why I directed. But I always thought it would be fun to be an extra on a show. Mm-hmm. But I always think of one of my favorite shows on TV. I think of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Where they all... <laughs> just thinking about it. Where Sweet D... <laughs> is like an extra I can't even remember about what it was but she's supposed to be playing a dead extra the zombie movie yes the zombie and every time she walks by she's like do you guys think it would be better if I just kind of like did this or you know and she's like positioning herself and I I don't even know if at one point she looks at the camera or something does she keeps keeps on the camera okay and I just remember thinking that would be me you're like do you want me to play more dead do you want me to like do you want me to position myself here like no you just need to be a a dead like blob on the ground I just I always think about that it would be fun to be a, an extra and I always see that too like if you go to like Houston Press or different mm-hmm. you know websites or whatnot or discussion groups they'll say looking for extras for this play or this yeah. movie mm-hmm. and I think about it I'm like nah I would be like just cheesing in the back like I'm an extra so when you know I don't really do the acting thing but uh, when I was in oh god was it fifth grade we had this little play we put together and I was at like reindeer extra number two or oh. something like that. And so it's me and, and the other reindeer extra. And the best reindeer you could be. But, well, yeah. uh, let me tell you. The director was like, hey, I need y'all to just sit there and just like pretend like y'all are busy doing your own <laughs> as thing. As reindeers are. As, yeah, as reindeers are, right? So we're sitting down and we're just like kind of like pretend talking. Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. The director then turns around and looks at us and says, hey, good job. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I was an extra on this movie. Uh, I was just a student in the crowd. And I brought like three three different shirts to change into. And they, they didn't care. They were just like, yeah, that's fine. Right? And in my head, I'm like, I'm just trying to give you a range, man. Yeah. You know? And, and I create, like, the fun thing I do is, like, I'll create a whole backstory for nothing. That's the best. You know, it was like, that's the best. Yeah. But that's what it goes along with, like, into creating characters that just never see the light of day. There's a guy, there's uh Jeff and his shower thoughts. Mm. Uh, anyway, it just like sometimes I'm taking a shower, I'll just like, oh, yeah. Anyway, hi, I'm Jeff. It's a, he does a podcast from his shower. You know, and, <laughs> your uh, wife's like another room, like, baby, yeah, you okay? No, yeah, she's 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 like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Who's in there with you? <laughs> I've only been in here for like 55 minutes. What's the problem? It's but, normal. Yeah, it's so, a problem here. But yeah, as an extra thing, yeah, no, you, you nail that that reindeer. It's like mm, I remember that reindeer. That, that reindeer, girl. That was, girl, that was the best reindeer I've that, ever seen. That was like the highlight of my theatrical career. And now it's over. You get a, you'll get an IMDb credit somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reindeer, extra I wish reindeer I could too. Remember, I wish I could remember what play it was, but I have no clue. So, um, 
you know, I mentioned in high school uh, theater. Did we have that? We had the same teacher, right? That the one teacher that we had for theater. Miss Mowinkle. There you go, Miss mm-hmm. Mowinkle. I couldn't remember her name. Bowinkle. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> because sign me up. <laughs> if my theater you teacher's know, name is Miss Bowinkle, it was actually Mo Winkle, Mo, Mo Winkle, but she probably really resembled Bowinkle. To yeah, be she, honest, she was. She was a. She was a character. Um, so. She. She really was a character. You know, she would have us do. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> so I wasn't there, would, so I'm, I'm picturing all kinds of stuff. Right she now. would have us do, you know, different things. I would tell you my favorite assignment was when we did the lip syncing. Mm. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you about this story. So we did the lip syncing scene. <laughs> and I've always considered myself a Britney, not a Christina. Do you guys know what I mean by that? I do. So Christina's like the singer, right? She's got the voice. She's got the range. I'm more of the entertainer. I'm a total Britney, right? So for this lip syncing scene, I chose this song, I'm a Slave for You, which is awesome. Oh, my God. Yes. And so, oh do you remember Gregory? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had Gregory in class with me. I said, Gregory, you are going to be my boy toy. He goes, okay. <laughs> so I grabbed I grabbed a tie and I put it around I put it around his neck and I'm like walking around pulling him by this tie, right? So she we got through the domineering. She's domineering. We go through the assignment, and then I look at her grade when she gives us back her grade, right? And I see, I'm like, hey, why did I get this? Well, apparently Gregory was also lip syncing with me. Oh my god! <laughs> goodness. Oh, my, oh goodness. my goodness. So yeah, that was that was a really interesting theatrical experience of mine. It's so, so funny. Wow. Okay, so Justin, the last question that we have for you, um, I do want to ask is. What does Houston mean to you? Houston, it's my home, and it is an amazing city. Uh, you could sum it up in this because my wife has noticed, and she's loves talking about this. When we're flying anywhere, we're going on vacation. You know, we go out, and we leave, you know, and then when we're going to uh, Colorado, when we're going to the Dominican Republic, we're going anywhere. It's just it's usually just you know one race of people. But when we're flying back to Houston everybody's on the plane mm. this is a beautiful That's mosaic cool. city of every culture you know in the south and then it's like we have some you know there you always hear about a lot of um bad things going on in, in other cities and there's we can we have our share fair share of crime and stuff like that but like, how many times there's been never been really like a serious hate crime that i can think of that has been reported on in the news so i'm sure it's happened it, it, you know it has mm-hmm. in, the, in the neighborhood yeah. and areas right but there's never been no ma- a major display of hate in this, in this city because it's just it's an amazing place yeah not in a long long time yeah it, 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 we have we have we have a sorted history we do but yeah. but yeah but you're right okay, i mean yeah currently i mean you look you look back at like the moody park riots too that was mm, yeah that but, whole yeah that whole thing it was it was tremendously terrible but we grew you know and yes. you can, it's yeah. it's a great place to come home to that's what i that's why i love houston and i love this place like you know, uh, God willing and whatever, if I can make it, move out to LA, do this stuff, whatever. It's, uh, I was, I was joking with Nancy. I was like, it's gonna be like Beyonce. We're gonna have a home here still. You know, <laughs> kind of like, wow. You know, it's like no matter what, there's gonna be there's home. Houston is home. Mm. Okay, so if you become a, a real famous actor, will you come in? Uh, interview with us again? Of course, of by course. all means. I mean, like, I, I, I'm making a list of everyone who has been influential, influential, and part of this beginning for me. That I'll never forget the beginning. When you get famous, if and when, I but. want you to bring me Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> All right, all right. All right. <laughs> I don't care if he's like, you know, 50, 60, 70. Mm-hmm. 
bring him. Yeah. And you know he likes Latinas, right? Mm-hmm. He's married to one. Let's hey. not even start that. That's one. not even an issue, right? Let's um, <laughs> not even go there. Um, so, Justin, earlier I had reached out to you because I wanted to ask you what you were jamming. Oh, uh, well, look, the one I told you earlier. Was okay. it Hands of Time? Yeah, Is that Hands the one? of Time. Yeah, that one, like I said, was, yeah, most, a lot of the music that I enjoy, unfortunately, actually comes from movies because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, uh, I'm a terrible uh, music appreciation person. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, I know this beat. And that's about all I got. Uh, I can get but there's scenes that have songs attached to them definitely that, that I listen to the songs and remember the scene do you shazam them while you're watching the movie typically or I'll google it or I'll, mm-hmm. like I'll 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 flat out buy a, a soundtrack to a movie you know, and anything from Disney goes hard mm. <laughs> uh, like, Disney goes hard yeah like M- M- Mulan, Mulan is Mulan hashtag is to me. Yeah, Disney goes Disney hard goes hard I'm more in the Moana Moana yes thing right now. that's the other thing too is because I don't have any kids I don't the new ones I'm like oh crap that song is fire I don't know what it, I don't know which one that's from. <laughs> Disney is fire. Disney it's Liddy. It's Liddy. It's Liddy. Oh, no, like no, one for my childhood. The, those are the ones that I stick with because I was the little kid in my knowing the hell out of my father. You know, singing. You know, you know, in the middle of the living room, recreating the, all those. So I think for me, it was uh, if we're talking about Disney going hard, it was definitely Aladdin's A Whole New World. Oh yeah. I was like, man, I, where's my Aladdin though? Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to, like on the um, what was it the flying carpet? I was gonna say the flying kite, the flying carpet. I was like, man, that movie. And all the songs yeah. and oh, yeah, Robin Williams, yeah, Robin every, Williams yeah. fan. Aladdin, Don't get yeah. me started on that. I watched Aladdin like two weeks ago. I like, love I, Aladdin. I constantly, but I love so Aladdin. to to take it back to your original question, it's music is amazing. This, these mm-hmm. songs will move me, but it's primarily it's stuff from the movies because yeah. I start remembering the scene. But yeah, for for this week's loose lessons, that's what I did. I was thinking about so my theme was you know music soundtracks things that that go along with um, specific movies or scenes that I really like. So. One of the songs was uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon by Urge Overkill, which is the cover of Neil Diamond's Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, which is like that perfect scene in Pulp Fiction. And I like every time, every every time I hear the song, I you know I, I see Uma Thurman in that wig, you know, dancing in the living room, and it just gets me like, all, like I just I love it, yes, just all of it, all of it. Teenage Wedding from the the, the dancing scene with her interval. Yes, all, it's just. Oh my God! Who is that? Chuck Berry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I just it jams. Like yeah. I, I just love when, uh, whenever a song I hear it, and I'm like, oh, I know that scene. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what "Girl, You'll Be a Woman" does to me, definitely. Yeah. The other song that I have coming from a movie is the throwback for this week. It's "A Gangster's Paradise" by Coolio. <laughs> I love it. By Coolio. And everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that song. I, I hate that I like it, but I do. And it makes me think of a da- you know Dangerous Mind mm-hmm. with Michelle Pfeiffer. And it was like around the same time that I was tra- transitioning from, I think it was like fifth grade to sixth grade. And I was like, man, people are gangster. I'm scared. Like I was like this bookworm. And I remember watching Dangerous Minds. I was like, is high school going to be like that? Yeah, like- yeah. I, I had the exact exactly like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to die. I, I, oh, my God, yes. I was thinking that. I was like man, all my teachers are going to wear cowboy boots and sit on their chairs like that, like all like backwards style and give me candy bars. Like I was, I mean, it was That's funny. It was, it was just crazy. But even now when I hear that song right away, boom, I think, I think of the movie. Yeah. Um, the other song that I have for this week is from one of my absolute favorite bands. Justin, if you've never heard this band before, check them out. The Slackers. Okay. I like this band so much that I have seen them in Vegas. I have gone to New York. Oh, wow. To go yeah. see them on a boat. What? <laughs> they, I'm, they were on a on a boat that yeah. that circled the Statue of Liberty, oh, and it nice. was the most amazing show. I'll never forget. I remember we were on the 
boat and the boat was rocking, right? Yeah. I mean, the rock, you know, boats rock. And it was like really going <laughs> off. Like it was like swaying. And we're standing outside and we're chilling with our friends and some random dude was like, oh man, this this boat's gonna like flip over or something. And this other guy goes, nah, man, the powers of sky will keep this boat afloat. And I'll never forget <laughs> him saying that. And I was like, word. And like going back and like dancing the night away. But the reason why I added them specifically to, to this week is because of the fact that they put on such an amazing show. Anyways, if you haven't listened to the Slackers, check them out. I even, for Salmon uh, first dance at our wedding it was one of their songs oh that's cool like cool. like that band anyways I could go on for a while about that but um, the na- the last song that I have for this week is Nice For What by Drake the reason why I really like this song is because of the clip or the, I guess the sample Lauren Hill's X Factor mm-hmm. and Lauren Hill earlier we are talking about music and albums like the miseducation of Lauren Hill I can listen to it from the beginning to end mm-hmm. so she was in town recently right yeah she was in town and you know I heard a conversation about her because she was super influential right oh for sure and yeah. if they were like man all she had to do was put that one CD she probably lives off of that because that CD is just so iconic and people still play it and people well, even, love to hear it yeah well, even before that residuals <laughs> But I mean, even before that too, when she was with the Fugees, I mean, that was the score was, I mean, I also have the Fugees, a score album and I can listen to that from beginning to end. She is just, I don't know, to me, she's like the queen. Like, I, I love her. Yeah. So I think when she came, all she played was the miseducation yeah, of Lauren Hill. I was and, so mad I didn't get I to mean, go. I mean, people would still go just to go listen to I her. I sobbed a little bit. I went to a corner and I just started crying. <laughs> mm, I know. I was pretty bummed out, man. She did um, a cover of that Nice For What. So, she, you know how he covered her, then she turned around and covered his. Oh, and, that's cool. At the Apollo, um, I think Stop it was about a month it. ago. Stop it. Yeah, no. yeah. And she, she likes I gotta go, guys. About, I know we're recording, but I gotta go real quick. She said, she said something about... <laughs> But yeah, those are those are the songs. Um, if you for all the listeners, if you want to ever check out my loose listens list, I do. Um, I think Nat's gonna add the link to the appealing content to our page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so you can just look up loose listens on Spotify, and I have the whole list of all the songs that we're jamming. So check it out. Cool. Sounds good. Go ahead. Okay, so talking about upcoming stuff, we want to talk about some upcoming stuff, Nat. Yeah, Grace, I'll talk about a little bit of some stuff going on this weekend. Uh, the Eagles are coming. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, Eagles, not the yeah. not the football team, <laughs> the band. <laughs> not the Super Bowl champs. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Eagles are coming, and they're going to be there with Chris Stapleton mm. at... Minute Maid. Oh, it's at Minute... Oh, yeah, that's it's the cool Minute part. Maid. It's going to be at Minute Maid Park. So it's going to be like a, they're doing some stadium tour. They're going around and performing in the different oh, cool. Cool parks. So another thing I want to mention is this Huepa Cumbia Roots Festival. Festival at Warehouse Live, which is also going on this weekend. I'll take my wife and then disappoint her because we won't dance. <laughs> Aww. Um, look at all those people dancing. Don't they look like they're having fun? All right, guys. So keeping in theme with uh, theater, Jim Parsons. Yes. 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 Who is yes. that? Who is that? Tell me. Tell me, Justin. Who? <laughs> Ain't that the guy from, uh, the, what's it called, that show with the nerds? <laughs> Big Bang. Yeah. Big Bang Theory, yes. He plays Sheldon. Um, if you guys don't know, he's a local Houstonian. Um, he yeah, did. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He actually graduated from the University of Houston. So go Cougs, go Cougs. Um, no, actually, what I wanted to talk about is I do get a copy of the alumni newsletter, and he is going to be doing a limited, uh, actually, a one show run of the show called The Boys in the Band um, at U of H. Uh, the show will start at seven p.m. There's going to be more information that comes out, but if you guys are interested in checking that out now. 
the price per ticket is a little bit pricey. It's $125, but I mean, <clears throat> you are looking at a, you know, a, not only a Houstonian, but someone who is a, a, a really famous actor. Um, guys, if you are not aware, June is Pride Month here, or actually across the United States. Uh, Pride uh, goes hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here in Houston. Um, if you have never been to the parade in downtown, it's something definitely worth going and checking out. Um, it's love. It's about acceptance. It's about being yourself. You do not uh, have to be of any kind of, I don't even know what you call it. Like, I guess, um, what do people call it? Um, sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. That's what we're looking for. Sexual orientation. Um, just go have a good time and, and enjoy the atmosphere and um, it's definitely something that I recommend for everybody to do at least once in their life, go to the Pride Parade. I walked in the Pride Parade uh, last year, so I was able to see it from the inside out and seeing all those people sweating their asses off, I mean, sorry, their butts, sweating, you know, in the humidity of Houston, um, just enjoying it and just having a great time and listening to music and dancing and everything. It was, it was really, really great. And with body glitter. And with body glitter <laughs> and short shorts. You need body glitter. And maybe even some, a couple of individuals are maybe even wearing some cheese drinks. It's an amazing experience. <laughs> Some J-strings. Um, speaking of Pride, uh, there is a Pride-themed art show at the Hardy and Nan Studios. I love the Hardy and Nan Studios. It's a place that always has some really, really great artwork. It's at 902 Hardy Street, Houston, Texas. Um, it, the show is happening June 16th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, the artists that are participating in the art show, it's a positive form of expression against discrimination and violence by promoting dignity, equality, and celebration within the community. So it's pretty awesome. If you have the time, go check it out. It's a wonderful studio. My uh, sister, Faith Pernetta, I'm plugging her. Uh, go, she's, Faith. Uh, she's uh, displayed some art there before and sold pieces from there. Nice, well, nice, so nice, nice. It's a great place. Definitely worth going to. Cool. So, Justin, we've loved having you here, but um, not just to talk. I want to know, what can we promote for you? Uh, right now, I'm involved in a stage play. It's called Wrath of a Broken Man. It is a awesome look at a character development story based on what men and women go through. Uh, primarily, the director was looking for what men go through and how, instead of just trying to deal with everything on their own, they can try and give it up to God as well and try to find some kind of understanding on what the inform- what's going on. And her tagline for it is always like, men have feels too, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, men, men, are, men are fine. We, we, we have nothing to worry about. Kind of we shouldn't be worried. But anyway, that's what she was trying to portray. And I think we've done our best to get ready for this time and be able to portray this correctly. And so we're going to be doing the show next weekend, Friday, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. Uh, it's Father's Day weekend, so you can come out and bring your dad. Uh, he'll fall asleep. It's great. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to be at the... You mentioned it earlier. The Midtown Arts Center? Midtown Arts Center, yeah. Oh, I, I should cool. know where I'm going on Friday. Uh, yeah, the Midtown Arts Center, which is right there off of HCC. Uh, and you can go to, where'd you go? Asoneatkins.com. I wrote it down for a reason. But uh, yeah, or you can visit my Facebook and Instagram, Justin Garcia Prunetta. I'm promoting about it. Their tickets are $20 beforehand and then 25 at the door. So please come out, check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, go check out Justin. He's awesome. Yes. And Justin, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Oh, we, yeah. hope that, um, we hope that everybody gets to listen to this episode and starts to follow you and maybe goes to check you out this weekend. Yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I was like, like when you messaged me and saying you wanted to, I was like, ah, of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like, again, that's squealing. I'm squealing that's squeal, everybody. That's yeah, squeal. That's squeal. It's, that I, deep I'm baritone squeal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm totally, totally chill. No. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, guys. That's it for another episode of Houston-ish. Until next time. Keep it fresh. Remember, loose listens.
And life's always better with a little bit of grace. And scene. Awesome. <laughs> That's good. Hey guys, want to hear more? Check us out online at www.appealingcontent.com or follow us on Instagram at Houstonish Podcast. Got a show idea? Email us, houstonishpodcast at gmail.com. This is Houstonish. This is Houstonish. This is Houstonish.